Good morning, good morning, good morning to those that are in the house as well as to those that are watching us online. We greet you with Jesus' joy. Let's give the Lord the praise that our God so richly and rightfully deserve. Amen. We are excited and elated about what God is going to do in this place. And in this space, it's Men's Day. And so what I want to do is I want to welcome all of those who are watching us on Facebook, Vimeo, YouTube, or engaging in our live chat room found on our church website. Welcome to St. Paul Online, as well as those that are in the house. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you this morning. So real quick, if you're watching us on Facebook, share on your personal timeline. You can tag those whom you want to invite within the post. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel and then text the link to this worship service to your personal network. And if you're in the chat room on our church website, please click on the invite button in your chat window to share this experience with others. Amen. And also, I want you to do me a favor. If you are watching us on uh, our various social media platforms, do me this favor. I want you to, if you could, just tell us where you're watching us from. If you're in Charlotte, just put it in Charlotte. Wherever you're watching us from, would you put it in the chat? We want to see uh, where that experience is taking place. Amen. I'm so excited. Minister Jeffrey Stevenson is going to lead us as far as our uh, call to worship and... Um, then we're going to have our opening hymn, and I believe that we're also supposed to have some persons that's supposed to be doing uh, scripture and prayer. So I'm asking that if you're in the house, you need to make your way to the front or at least to the pulpit so that you can uh, carry out your assignment. Good morning, good morning, good morning all over this place. If you would stand on your feet, stand on your feet, saturate this place with the presence God is in the building. Give God some praise today. Because the psalmist says in 122, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I'm going to look to this side. Are you glad to be in the presence today? All right, all right. They, they feeling me. Are you glad to be in the presence today? Let's look to the virtual space because we serve a God who is virtual. Scripture tells us that Jesus was able to heal without even being in the room. So we know we serve a God who is virtual in the virtual space. Are you glad to just be in his presence today? Come on, put those hands together. Put those holy hands together. Let us give God the praise that he so richly and rightfully deserves this morning. If you would join us in our opening hymn this morning.
Somebody said glory to his name. The only name. Huh? Is somebody happy about that name today? Is somebody happy about that name today? Huh? It's the name that when you call it, it still brings healing. It's the name that when you call it, that knees shall bow. Huh? Is anybody glad about that name today? Our scripture lesson comes today from Philippians, uh, the fourth chapter, beginning at the sixth verse, and it reads, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Let me say that one more time. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Let us go to God in prayer this morning. Dear Heavenly Father God, we come before you right now. We just want to say thank you. Thank you, first of all, for being the God of our life. We come before you right now, God, and we just come to worship you just for being who you are. We thank you for the favor that you've shown us, God, and, and we would not be where we are if it wasn't for you. But we just come to worship you, God. So if you would, God, just step down through time and through space and be with your people today. Because we can't do anything until you step into this place. Saturate the air with your spirit, God. Allow the train of your glory to fill this space, both in the physical and in the virtual. We just say thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for being with us today. It is in your son's name that we do pray. Amen.
Come on, if you know that the Holy Ghost is more than something that'll make you shout, he'll make you live right. Come on, let's give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserved. Come on, let's celebrate our male chorus. Let's give God praise for them. Thank you, brothers. Thank you, brothers. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. We are certainly delighted and elated for you being in the house of the Lord. One more time, we don't take for granted your presence in this place. It is Men's Day. Can we just celebrate all the brothers? Amen. All the brothers that are in the house this morning. One of the things that uh, has been said is that black men don't go to church, but that's a lie. They go to church here at the St. Paul Church. Amen. 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 Before I make my observation, ju uh, I'd just like to see if we have any guests that are here. Uh, if there are guests that are watching us online, if you would just um, say I'm a guest or just put guests. We want to acknowledge you online as well as in the house. If you are a guest, just wave your hand. Amen. We're certainly delighted. Let's give God praise for all of those who are worshiping with us. Amen. You all know pandemic has changed some things, so we used to hug folks and shake folks' hands. We ain't doing all that now. Amen. Rona is real. Amen. Rona is real. And so with us trying to have in-person worship, we want to keep things as safe and as secure as possible. So we're delighted that you all are here, and we want to welcome all of our first-time guests. There are some things I want to share with you all because I want to get our preacher up because he has a flight he has to catch in about a couple of hours to head back home to be with his grandson for his birthday. Um, first of all... Um, Today is going to be last Sunday. We will receive offerings for Lot Carey uh, for Haiti Relief. But let me just tell you all, St. Paul, uh, you all have blown my mind, and I know that the Lord is pleased. As of last Sunday, we've raised $17,265. <clears throat> um, so I believe that probably by the time we cut a check uh, next week, uh, we're going to probably have close to $20,000, and certainly God is to be praised. And I don't know about you all, but after all the craziness that is happening on the border with our Haitian brothers and sisters, uh, I want us to do whatever we can to give relief as far as that's concerned. So thank you all, St. Paul, for your kindness as well as your largesse, and the Lord is going to honor your faithfulness. Let me also say... Thank you to all who are partnered with our men of valor, as well as our community engagement ministry led by Reverend James Burney. We've been collecting supplies uh, for our brothers and sisters who are coming back into the community from the Mecklenburg County Detention Center. And uh, we had a good, good sharing on yesterday. We will continue to collect uh, many of those items again today. So if you have those items, I believe that our team will show you where you can uh, give those items and, of course, move forward as far as that's concerned. Uh, fleece blankets, uh, socks, composition notebooks that are non-spiral, uh, and there are some other items that we are collecting. And so uh, we will receive those after today's worship experience. We also want to remind you that uh, Sunday Morning Live for our kids is back in session. It will take place today at 2 o'clock. So it's all virtual. So get your iPads, computer, uh, smartphones, and join uh, that community. Individual links will be found on our Facebook, or you can email Reverend Richardson at uh, brichardson at spbc.org. And if you want to teach, 
we could use some teachers. And so if you're interested in teaching, contact Reverend Brenda Richardson. Your help will be greatly, greatly appreciated. I want to let you know that um, United Missionary Baptist Association is having its annual session starting today through Thursday. Um, and today at 5 o'clock, there will be an in-person and virtual concert at Rita Memorial, uh, where Pastor Thomas Farrell serves as pastor. The annual session will continue in-person or virtually with nightly preaching Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday night, beginning at 7 o'clock. Uh, Dr. Monica Redman will bring the devotional message on tomorrow night. Wednesday is Christian Education Night, of which our own Reverend Brenda Richardson is giving sterling leadership to. And, um, of course, courses will be offered uh, to help with connectivity between church and community during this challenging time. So you can go to uh, umbacharlotte.org and uh, make connection as far as that is concerned. Kaya is coming back. Kaya will be back on Wednesday, on Wednesday at 7 o'clock. And so uh, there will be an engaging panel discussion called Sister to Sister, an intergenerational conversation hosted by uh, Sister Ashley Jones-Rosier. Mark your calendar. Join in that conversation on Facebook, YouTube, Vimeo, phone live stream, or our church website. We also want to mention that Bible study is back up and running. And uh, we're teaching from the book of James at noon and at 7. And so we look forward to you joining us virtually as far as that's concerned. If you are uh, interested in, of course, coming to church, each time that we come, we have to register um, for contact tracing purposes. Registration is open now for next Sunday. And so you can register online or if you show up, fill out the form so that we can do the contact tracing that is necessary. We strongly recommend that you get vaccinated. And I don't know how much I can stress you don't have to die from COVID. Let me say that again. You don't have to die from COVID. Uh, I strongly encourage you to get vaccinated. Uh, that mitigates or lessens the impact that uh, this disease can have on your body. So please, ma'am, Please, sir, uh, if you're not vaccinated, please get vaccinated. I've had many people that I know of who have contracted COVID. They were vaccinated. They did not have to go into the hospital. They did have to stay home for a few days. Amen. You would rather have to stay home for a few days than to get on a ventilator or become intubated. Um, so, I, I, again, I just want to stress and, and, and it, it blows my mind how folks say, I don't know what they're putting in the, in the vaccine, but you don't know what they're putting in your medicine. Y'all kill me. You don't know what they're putting in the vitamins you take. And men, y'all don't know what they're putting in them pills. Somebody says it's the same company, too. Just. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so listen, 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 listen. I want you to hear me, hear me well. Hear me, hear me well. The vaccine works. It works. 
and um, um, and what we want to do is we want to try to get as many people vaccinated as possible so we can get back to some. I'm tired of wearing masks. I, I'm tired. I, I'm tired. But we're going to wear masks as long as we have to until we get this thing under control. All right. All right. Um, I want to at this time, um, we're getting ready to go to the Lord in prayer. And um, we got some prayer concerns that I want to share with you all. We want to lift up the family of Brother Jimsey Gresham, who is the brother of Sister uh, Judy Davis, one of our disciples, and Linda Gresham Moore. Graveside services will be this Friday at 1 o'clock at Gethsemane Memorial, and we want to lift that family in prayer. Uh, we also want to lift up the family of Sister Cora Stitt, she is the mother of disciples, of course, Wayne and Bonita and Jacqueline. Her services are going to be this Saturday at um, quiet hour at 11, and then the services will be at noon. So we want to cover that family with our prayers. We know she has been, been sick for quite some time, and the Lord has called her from labor to reward. And uh, for that, um, we want to cover the family in prayer. We also want to lift up the family of Brother Albert Shands, the brother-in-law of Sister Disciple Donna Shands. The memorial service will be on this Saturday at Nevin Community Park at 3 o'clock p.m. And then the family of Brother George Wright, who is the brother of Disciple Virginia Steele. His services are pending. Uh, we also want to keep uh, lifted up in prayer the family of Trina Grady. She is the sister of Disciples April Tate and Sean Grady. Uh, her services were yesterday in Erie, Pennsylvania. So, uh, and also she's the brother-in-law. Uh, her brother-in-law is Eddie Tate. So we want to keep those families lifted up in prayer. Um, as we prepare to go uh, further, uh, we want to remember those that are hospitalized. Uh, Deacon Michael Underwood, uh, Brother James Davis, Brother Ron Ronald Watson, Betty Davis, Nathan Davis, I want to continue to lift up our pastor emeritus, Paul Drummond, uh, and his wife, Sister Thomasina Drummond, uh, Brother Anthony Farr, Brother John McClendon, uh, and their names that will be scrolling up and down the list. We ask that you will keep those names lifted up in prayer uh, in your private prayer time, but we bring them to you corporately. Uh, Minister uh, Jeffrey Stevenson is going to go to the throne of God for us. <clears throat> Let us bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father God, we come before you right now, God, with bowed heads and humbled hearts. God, we come before you right now for the names that have been calling who have lost loved ones. For they are mourning right now, God, and you said, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Right now, we ask, God, that you would send your comfort. Comfort them, God, in only the way in which you can. Wrap your loving arms around them, God, and let them know that you're still their God and that you still care. Father God, for those who are in the hospital and in the rehab centers, God, if you would just go to their bedside, God, and just... Be with them. Because we still believe that you're a God of healing. Yes. So we pray for healing right now for their bodies. 
God, we also pray for this country because we see these images that continue to scroll across our screen, God, and the dehumanization, God, that is taking place. And God, it it makes us wonder where is God at times like this, but we still are a people of faith and we still believe that you're in control. Be with them, God, as they face this crisis, God. Be with us, God, as we continue to support, as we continue to encourage, God. Be with your people. For we know that no matter how it looks, that you're still a God who sits high, but you look low, but you are still with us in our present space. Be with us, God. These and all the blessings, and we ask for your people. In your son's name, we do pray. Amen. Amen. If you believe that God is answering those prayers, can you give God the praise our God so richly and rightfully deserve? Amen. 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 It is offering time. Amen. It is offering time. It is offering time. And before uh, we receive the Lord's offering, uh, our board chair, um, Sister Gwendolyn, has a, a special offertory appeal, I'm told, she would like to make. And, and while she's coming, let me just say, of course, I thank the Lord um, for another birthday. And many of y'all have been so, so super gracious, so super gracious as far as that's concerned. I've gotten some wonderful cards and a whole lot of Facebook shout outs. And so I thank you all, St. Paul, for your graciousness and your kindness um, that has been demonstrated uh, towards me for my birthday. Thank you all so very, very much. So now you don't mind birthdays, huh? <laughs> Good morning, St. Paul. How's everybody doing? It's great to be in, in this house today, worshiping together. I wanted to let everyone know that we are doing a special appeal for Pastor's birthday, which he just mentioned. And those who want to give a gift, a card, money, whatever is in your heart to do, because it's about what's in your heart, you'll have a chance to do so today after, uh, after the first offering, our church offering. And then uh, there will be a special basket up here where you can put a contribution in the basket, one. Uh, if you want to give on Givelify, there's a section that says Pastor's Special Days. If you want to write a check, you can do that as well, but make sure it says uh, Pastor's Birthday. So whatever is in your heart to give, I know for him, the gesture is what he really appreciates, it, you, that, and we show him that we care. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sister Gwen. Amen. Amen. Um, I, I tell, I'll tell anyone, and I really do mean this, that after, after two things, my salvation and my family. St. Paul is the greatest gift that God has given me. And I thank you all. Let me say that. I really do mean that. You all are, are a very precious gift, and, and I thank God for, for this church and for being able to do life with you all as um, you all helped me to become a better disciple in Jesus Christ. So part of being a great disciple of Jesus Christ is being connected with our giving. And so as we prepare to give, there are three ways you can give here at the St. Paul Church. First of all, you can 
uh, bring your check, cash, money order to the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte 28205. Call the church office at 704-334-5309 to make sure someone is here to receive your offering. And we'll put it in the safe and it'll be part of the next count. The second way you can uh, uh, give your offering is by mailing your check or uh, money order or uh, cashier's check to the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, 28205. Um, another way you can give is through our website. Uh, through the Church Life of Vimeo, you can give as far as that is concerned. And then uh, the final way you can give is through the app called Givelify. And if you don't have that app on your smart device, download that app to your smart device, connect it with your favorite credit card, and in three clicks, you can give as far as that's concerned. Again, I want to stress today is Men's Day. We're asking the brothers to give at least $100, $100. We're asking the sisters, if you would love to join us, if you would give a special offering of $50. It's a sacrificial offering, uh, and we ask that you will give as far as that is concerned. So as we prepare to give right now, I want you to do me a favor, those that are watching us online as well as those that are in the house. Uh, if you have your offering, however you're giving your offering, if you can, I want you to lift up your right hand. We want to put it in your right hand. We want to give God what's right, not what's left. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come to you right now, and we thank you for the wonderful opportunity to partner with you through the act of giving. And we don't take it for granted. So, God, if you would, bless those that are practicing the discipline of giving tithes and offerings according to your word. God, bless those that go beyond the tithe because we know that there is a supernatural connection made even to that. God, for those who may not necessarily be tithing or giving offerings, but they give something, Lord, we pray you will bless their offering and enhance their faith. Then, God, for those who feel like they don't have to give anything, would you tenderize their hearts and help them to understand they can't beat you given no matter how hard you try. We are most like you, not when we love, but ultimately when we also give. So help us to be more like you. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For those that have physical offerings, there is a basket on the pew in front of you. If you would, just put your offering in the pew. You don't have to lift it. Our uh, collection team will come and we, they will receive it. Amen. That way you don't have to worry about touching the offering as far as that is concerned. We want to thank you all so very, very much. It is my joy and privilege as we're receiving the Lord's offering. It is my joy and privilege to present and introduce our preacher for today, for our men's day. And this is his first time coming to the St. Paul Baptist Church here in Charlotte. Uh, interestingly enough, he is the pastor of St. Paul Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. He is none other than my friend, my brother beloved, been knowing him for quite some time, Bishop John Eric Guns. God has given him a special assignment for such a time as this. Uh, and if you've never heard Bishop John Eric Guns, you're in for a treat. Am I right, brothers? Amen. He blessed the brothers yesterday on our prayer breakfast uh, and just uh, blew our minds. Uh, Bishop John Guns has been serving as the pastor of the St. Paul Baptist Church in Jacksonville for what, over 30 years? 25 years, for 25 years. And he is now uh, the new dean 
at the Samuel DeWitt Proctor School of Theology at Virginia Union. Amen. You could go ahead and give God praise for that. So he has his hands full. He has his hands full, not only with a church and not only with one of the premier institutions as far as theological education is concerned in this country, um, but he also has a busy itinerant schedule. And so God has graced him with energy, effort, and enthusiasm uh, to be able to balance all of that stuff that God has assigned his hands. He is a graduate of Norfolk State University. He is a double graduate of Virginia Union University as far as the Master of Divinity as well as the Doctor of Ministry degree. And of course, I just share with you, he is uh, the Dean of the School of Theology at um, Virginia Union. Um, he is the founder uh, of Operation Save Our Sons, a national network move to work with African-American uh, young boys to help them make decisions when it comes to law enforcement and authority. He serves on several boards, and he is a proud member of Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity. <clears throat> but, most, <laughs> but most importantly, most importantly, he is a husband, he is a father, uh, and he is a grandfather. And so part of the reason he has to leave as soon as he finished preaching is his, his grandson's birthday celebration today, and we're not going to hinder that. So, St. Paul, and for those that are watching us online, uh, our next preacher after our men blesses us with song will be my friend and my brother, Bishop John Eric Guns. Pray for him. Pray with him that the Lord will use him in a mighty and magnificent way. Everything 
we give the Lord a praise that we serve the his love is greater on yesterday I had the esteemed privilege of sharing with the men virtually and I was so blessed by them and their energy and then to see them in worship today through uh, social distancing and all that comes with this season so can we celebrate the men of God again the men of valor valor amen I want to publicly and personally thank uh, Dr. Robert Charles Scott for the extending to me this invitation. Uh, he is my brother. Um, he's slightly petty. Um, and um, that whole coffin thing, um, yeah, he's still clearing his throat. I don't know why, but anyway, uh, I wouldn't have done that to him. I'm, I'm a far bigger man, even if I'm shorter. Um, and so, but I had an amazing time of, of, of fellowship with his wife and daughter. Uh, they took me to dinner, and uh, I enjoyed my time with them there. They are an amazing family. Can you celebrate your first family? <laughs> Amen. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lady Scott is a beautiful woman, and, and, uh, and wow, Charis is something. Uh, I love her energy and her life. And I hope she never loses that. I hope she never, I, I hope life doesn't take that from her. Um, final thing, your pastor is one of the most amazing men in the body of Christ. No, we can do better than that. He's one of the most amazing men. Amen. 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 I've been in ministry 36 years now, and the privilege of ministry for me isn't opportunities to preach or size of church or even academic or professional accomplishments. Uh, the value and the gift and the benefit of ministry has been people like Robert Charles Scott that God has allowed me to know intimately over these 36 years. Um, the older you get, the more simpler you make life. Right? When you're younger, you're concerned about a whole lot of other things. But when you get older, uh, you, you know, you kind of simplify life. Uh, so I, I thank him for his sensitivity. Uh, I have two grandsons. My youngest is two. And his birthday party is today. And if I miss that, I'm staying with the Scots. <laughs> so whatever sermon you get, charge it to Trey and not to me. Because what I am when all this is over is a husband, a father, and a grandfather. And that comes first, right? So, come on, let's, let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, in the amazing, matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you. Now, bless our time together. Allow me to hear you so they can hear you as I'm hearing you. And then give us what we need to walk out of here and be better than we've ever been. In the marvelous name of the Lord Jesus Christ, save someone, heal someone, and deliver someone. In Jesus' name, amen. For those who are watching online, God bless you. We encourage you to maintain participation uh, by uh, engaging in chats, in the chat, and sharing your own unique experience as you, we walk through this message together. I want you to turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 40. 1 Samuel 17, 40. Um, most, most of you have never heard me preach, and that's not a big deal. Uh, 
I get it. And, uh, but I, I don't read a lot of scripture, and so I'm not going to start anything new today. Um, I wore this suit and this tie because of your pastor, um, and I'll just leave that at that as well. Uh, I'm dying in this suit today, but, uh, you know, you know, when you, yeah, anyway. So, First uh, Samuel 17, 40, uh, reading from the Good News Translation, here's what it says. With his sling ready, he went out to meet Goliath. That's what I want to preach. With his sling ready, he went out to meet Goliath. Uh, put in the chat and uh, put in your notes, uh, simply seize the moment. Seize the moment. Now, I want everybody to grasp this. We are called to live extraordinary lives doing amazing things. One of the joys of sharing with the men yesterday was that we talked about realizing potential. The reality is, is that God wants us to realize or actualize that which is uniquely, amazingly assigned to us. Thus, we operating as stewards of not only potential, but purpose. See, we're created by God to be productive and proactive, living lives oozing with purpose and ordination. But far too many crafted out of the image of the creative God struggles Finding life unfulfilling. For many don't understand that inactivity, you ready? Inactivity is the enemy to purpose. If you are apathetic, if you are unavailable to the plan of God or mismanaging the energy that God has assigned to your life, you will wake up one day, un wake up one day depressed and discouraged, not because your life is miserable, but because of the mismanagement of the unique things that God has assigned to you. And yet, while this is the existence of many, through, uh, through us, God will do, you ready, G with great intentionality and calculation, things that will showcase to a world dripping with cynicism, skepticism, sexism, and racism that God is still the greatest power. A world that is intoxicated with selfishness, overwhelmingly engaged in the pursuit of self-gratification and personal indulgence. In essence, God, because of our faith in Jesus Christ, not only wants the best for us, but desires the best through us. In the end, God desires us to experience victory. Yes, the kind of undeniable victory that even our enemies, our haters, and our skeptics can't deny and cannot doubt. Thus, God creates moments that we must maximize. Put that in the thread, maximize. There are moments God creates, seasons, opportunities, doors that God creates that we must maximize. Someone say maximize. Maximize meaning that these orchestrated seasons are designed for us to flourish within them. And there are in them present opportunities which we must take advantage of. God positions us then on platforms that while drawing attention to us in actuality speaks of the sovereignty of our God. In other words, we must seize the moment. Can you put that in the thread? Seize the moment. I believe with all that is going on in the world, our cities and our communities, Pastor Scott, it's our time to seize the moment. 
The devastation we've witnessed because of a virus that has killed almost 700,000 lives because of hurricanes that are not only leaving people homeless but helpless because of bad policing that continues to be legitimized by dysfunctional demonic seats of power because of a polarized political system that cannot pass common sense legislation and now even an imbalanced immigration system that in plain view allows people with delegated authority to brutalize our brothers and sisters from Haiti. We need persons to seize the moment. With many churches in an unsure place and Christian leaders seeking certainty and clarity but finding little, we need those who can discern the times and seize the moment. What enables us to accomplish this thing we are called to, it's confidence. I want somebody to put in the thread, confidence, holler back at me, confidence. See, here's what's important. If you know that God has created you for something, he has no problem with you operating in confidence. For confidence is what allows you to maximize seasons of elevation and promotion. Confidence is what gives you the ability to deal with moments that appear to be above you but are actually within your lane because God wants you with urgency to operate in confidence confidence that won't be negotiated no matter what external reality suggests a confidence that seduces fear and refuses to have conversation with intimidation carter g woodson once wrote the confidence of a people is worth more than money why is confidence important one because it ensures you don't get intimidated by the challenges but secondly it ignites in you the sense that god can do all things to those of you that he has called and is strengthening martin luther once said faith is a living daring confidence in god's grace so sure and certain that a man can stake his life on it a thousand times well when we look at david dealing with goliath what we see is confidence I understand that most of us do not see confidence embedded in this text, but please understand he does not go out to battle to he who is undefeated until, unless he believes that there is in him the ability to accomplish the will of God. I need you to get this. Don't walk around with this kind of unhealthy, selfish, un unhealthy modesty, which sometimes makes you shrink in the face of opportunities. No, God has created you like David to face Goliath's and to deal with the bigger issues of your life. If you're going to be a man of valor, you're not a man of valor because you wear the shirt. You're a man of valor because you walk out the plan of God in a world that is filled with anger, a world that is filled with arrogance, a world that is led by Gnosticistic people, a world that thinks that they got the last word. But can I tell anybody here that we are not supposed to be afraid for we are created in the image of God. We are made to walk in victory. We are designed to be great and because of who our God is all things work together for y'all be seated let me help you understand that David shows us the necessity of confidence do not be deceived you would never do anything great for God when you're afraid of the moment God has put you in. You'll never do anything amazing for God if you are doubting 
that you're uniquely, wonderfully, amazingly, creatively, innovatively, ingeniously designed to fulfill purpose that seems to be greater than you on purpose. Okay. Okay. God purposefully makes it a giant. So glory will be magnified by the outcome when people see the optics of God's omnipotence operating in the sphere of reality where people were defining you by what they thought about you and not by what God knows about you. I'm doing the best I can. Some of you have run from your greatest moment because you didn't give God enough credit for choosing you. Okay, you miss your reason to shout. You're so worried about what people think about you until you forgot to be glad for the God who chose you. If God put you in that moment, in that seat, in that position, and that opportunity, it's not because people applauded you. It's because God approved you. You'll get it on the way home. And because God approves you, he wants you to walk in confidence. We see a young man then named David awkwardly assured. He's awkwardly assured. He talks all this stuff. My God will put you in my hand. He's angry that the people around him are afraid of something that they've been created to defeat. He believes that God has equipped him and them for this hour. He's so confident that he that he's willing to take on an arrogant, undefeated giant who is so assured of himself until he says, send your best man and see what happens. Uh, I need somebody to get excited and declare that you may not be their best man, but you are God's best choice. So the question becomes then, where does confidence come from? And where did this confidence come from? Here it is, and then I'll be done because I got to catch a plane because I got a birthday party to be at. <laughs> First thing is confidence comes from strategic moments ordained by God. Okay, I don't want you to miss this. Put that in the thread, strategic moments ordained by God. Here it is. Uh, these strategic moments accomplish two things. First of all, they expose you to you. Because there's parts of you that are hidden until time and, uh, and divinity intersect. The genius of God is that God will keep you hid from people who think they know you. So that they don't mismanage or convolute or contaminate your process. Thus causing you to mismanage the evolution of the conscious reality of who you're created to be. Let me see if I can help you. They... The, the, the king, the, the, the prophet came because Saul's season was up, but his time wasn't over. Okay. Can, can I throw this in for free? Some folk don't know their season is up because they're still in the seat. But God is so ingenious until he'll start preparing next. Why now thinks there will not be a next anytime soon. I need six of y'all to get excited because your now is next and your next is now. And those that look like they got it ain't really got it. They're just holding it until you mature. 
So they're in the house. All the sons are there. Samuel's come to anoint the next king. He tries everybody and says none of them are here. And then something amazing happens. He asks the question, uh, do you have any more sons? Now people try to dig into the psychoanalytical aspect of this text and deal with whether Jesse and David had issues. I don't really know. I really don't care. I kind of think that Jesse kind of trusted the boy because he gave him his most valued possession, his sheep. You missed it. And sometimes you're so valuable until people don't want to give you away. You, you missed it. And so, and, and so he says, yeah, I got one more. His name is David. And David comes in the house. Watch this. When Samuel sees David, he pours the oil. Watch this. He pours the oil while David is smelling from the stench of the serving of the sheep. You missed it. Here it is. God doesn't anoint you because you're clean. He anoints you because you're available. Okay, he smells like outdoors, but when you mix oil and outdoors, what you get is anointing. You'll get it on the way home. Here's the power of this, is that some of you are disqualifying yourself because you don't measure up to the world standard. But what I've discovered is when you obey God, God will make sure that when it's your season, they can't ignore you and they cannot deny you. You can be in the field, but here's what I discover. Favor has a GPS system. It will track you down wherever you are. He was in the field and they couldn't deny him. Okay, I'll throw this out there for free. You ready? If you stay where your daddy put you, he will know where to find you when it's your season. The problem is, is you get antsy and you leave from where your daddy put you. So he's out here in the field, right? Go get him. Pulls the oil on him. And then he sends him back to the sheep. You got to be able to manage elevation, manage promotion before it's the time of elevation. Here he is with the oil of the next king dripping on him while still serving sheep. Do you have enough humility to be favored by God, but not always publicly pushed by God until it's your time? The oil says that he's the elected one and that in time he will become. Here's the second thing. The strategic moment expands who you are. You ready? He, he had this wonderful gift that he mastered out there is to play another heart. The king had some issues. So whenever the king would have these kind of mental moments, some said the, uh, you know, tormenting of the spirit, however you want to call it, that he would have these moments, they would go get David and without medication, David would become the harp of Saul's heart and calm him down. Watch this. He would go into the palace to serve the king. You ready? He would go into the palace to serve the king. Well, he's got the oil to be king. So God lets him go into his future. They let him go into his future by letting him go into the palace. Here's what's deep. Know the difference between when your future becomes your present and when your future becomes your preparation. He 
lets him go into the palace to see where he's going, but he wants to make sure that he doesn't get comfortable in the season that's not yet his. Because the genius of strategic moments is that they begin to shape your awareness of who you are. So as you go through the process of the caves and you go through the process of the rejection of Saul and you go through the process of people trying to kill you and you go through the process of people lying on you and you go through the process of people trying to mishandle you, that you won't lose your mind because you remember that you got oil on you and that you've already seen your future. I need somebody here to throw your head back and tell God, I thank you that you've shown me enough of my tomorrow that I can go through pain so weeping may endure for a night but joy comes when I've been tried in the fire I shall come forth confidence comes from strategic moments ordained by God here's the second thing confidence comes as a series from a series of God orchestrated victories that birth an unquenchable faith you ready I'm not a very deep preacher, so it's real simple. It's in chapter 17, 1 Samuel, verse 37. You ready? Real simple. It's in the text, ladies guys. It's in the text. Here it is. You ready? It says, the Lord has saved me from lions and bears. Okay. All right. Okay, brothers. It, it, it's, not, it's not deep. It's not deep. It, it says, and, and the Lord saved me from lions and bears. And the Lord Save me. Now, I had to fight them, but the Lord saved me. I, I had to throw my blow, but the Lord saved me. And because the Lord saved me from lions and bears, all he's going to do is take the process that I employed to defeat lions and bears and just transfer it to defeat this giant. So what I've learned in learning I can now live because I learned it. <laughs> well, I wish I was better preacher. So watch this. So watch this. Here's how amazing it is. God will give you small victories for big seasons to come. Okay. <laughs> I thought this side was going to help me. I'll come over here. This is my side right here. So some of you don't understand that God has been growing your faith by letting you win when you really didn't know that the, what, you, what you were going through was actually God teaching you how to trust him. Okay, I'm going to give this side a chance. <laughs> Remember when you used to cuss folk out because they tried you? Now, when people mess with you, you just kind of look at them, smile at them and say, I'm going to put you in the hand of God. I think I got it now. God has given you lions and bears for the Goliath that's on your way. He wants you to discover that if I can keep you through that, I can hold you through this. You want to know why you ain't lost your mind in a pandemic? Go back and check how many lions and bears he gave you before March 2020. How many times did he prove to you? Somebody putting the thread, lions and bears. I need somebody in the sanctuary to throw your hands up and thank God for every lion and bear you've ever had to deal with. Every moment that tried to break you, but you're still standing. I dare you to give him glory because out of everything. Lions and bears.
why you can smile in the middle of this. Because you got some lions and bears. <laughs> Ladies, got you survived some lions? Okay. All right. Let me get ready to close. I'm, I, I'm, I'm tired. I got to go home. Watch this. Watch this. God gives you these strategic moments where he confirms you. The confirmation is to be settled in your inner life. Because in your inner, inner life, you now nurture your spirit with the confirmation that he's given you. Which awkwardly causes people who think they know you to be surprised when you emerge out of this season at places and being people that, you never, that they never thought you could be. They didn't know you were a king and a queen because they just gave you sheep to watch. Nobody saw Dean Guns coming. And can I really mess you up and tell you John Guns didn't see Dean Guns coming. So I came to tell eight of y'all, God's about to blow your mind with the exposure of a you that even you don't know is. Eyes have not seen. Then it gives you a series of God-orchestrated victories. But here's the last thing, and I'm done. He, he gives you, you ready? He gives you an amazing awareness of God formed in the obscurity of worship. David is not known for defeating Goliath only. He's known primarily for being a worshiper. It's difficult to count, but... Over half of the Psalms in the book of Psalms was written by David. David was a man who discovered God in obscurity. He, 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 he perfected the gift of the sling while developing the capacity of the heart. The amazing marriage between skill and worship produces an undefeated giant killer power of God is in the fact that when you link worship to skill development, it creates something called confidence. The reason why he wasn't afraid to use only a sling without armor is because he understood that armor would slow him down because the elasticity and the fragility of him being a man that could manage a sling meant that he couldn't be held down by stuff that was a that was a necessity for others, but a barrier for him. The amazing awareness of God formed in the obscurity of worship then creates this authenticity. This authenticity now finds itself being expressed in your willingness to be confident in who you're created to be when nobody else saw you coming. David was a worshiper. So in chapter 17, verse 47, and he says, and everyone here will see the Lord does not need swords or spears to save his people. He is victorious in battle and will put you in our power. Here's what's amazing on my way, that there is a season coming in your life, if it hasn't already come, where the giants you have to defeat will only be defeated when your worship matches your development. 
when you understand that you got to be able to trust God even while you're going through stuff you can't change. Because there are some people you can't change. There are some situations you can't reverse. But if you understand the power of God, then God will give you what you need to handle every situation. I'm closing with this. That giants are all in the Bible. They come in the form of Red Seas. They come in the form of infertility. They come in the form of walls. They come in the form of lion dens. They come in the form of Red Seas. They come in the form of, 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 of lions and, and fiery furnaces. But there was the greatest giant we've ever seen. It was the giant of a cross on a Friday where good and evil found themselves colliding. And Jesus the Christ had a worship moment. The worship moment was when he declared, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Jesus shows us then that when you know your moment, you can put your trust in the hand of God. He shows us that the hand of God is more than five fingers. No, and no, it's bigger than just this anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic uh, understanding of God. No, the hand of God is the activity of God in your life and the strength of God. God then fully expresses himself through your struggles, your trials, your pain, and your heartache. And God will give you the ultimate victory. And so today as I get ready to go back to Jacksonville so I can go back to my job in Richmond, I came to tell somebody, put your hand in the hand of God. God's not going to fail you. He's not going to let you down. Well, I'll see you later. There was a story of a little boy who wanted to go get some candy. So he asked his father to walk with him to the candy store. See, there was this interesting thing going on in the candy store. The, the owner had this big old jar of candy, and he said, for five cents, you can put your hand in the candy jar, and whatever you can get with your hand, you can take home. Well, the little boy walked in, looked at the jar, walked outside, and got his daddy. He pointed at the jar. His daddy put his hand in the jar and put the candy on the counter. The man says, sir, wait a minute. I said that only the hand, that uh, only one hand can do it. Little boy looked at him and said, listen, when I look at my hand and my daddy's hand, there ain't no choice. Well, I came to declare your daddy got a bigger hand than you. And if you can just trust the hand of your daddy, God will make a way. For with, for with the hand of God, we can endure hardship. With the hand of God, we can walk through valleys. With the hand of God, we can stand and not bow. With the hand of God, we'll keep on praying. With the hand of God, we'll preach while we're threatened. With the hand of God, we'll love while we're hurting. With the hand of God, we'll forgive while we're convicted. And with the hand of God, we'll arrive on the other side. So I came to tell St. Paul, be not dismayed, whatever be tied. God will take care of you. Is there anybody here that can testify that the Lord will take care of you? So throw your head back, throw up your hands, and give God praise because he's able. Ain't he able?
who's this, who's this word for? Who this word for? If it's for you, come on, give God praise. If this word is for you, give God praise. If this word is for you, you got to let your worship develop you and mature you. I need some folks that ain't afraid to worship and give God the praise that our God so richly and rightfully deserves. If he helped you to defeat some lions, can you bless his name? Did he help you defeat some bears? Can you bless his name? Has he helped you defeat the giants in your life? Can you bless his name? I need some folks that ain't afraid to worship right now. Just take about 15 seconds. Lift up your hands. Throw back your head. Open up your mouth and saturate the atmosphere with your praise. My God, my God, my God. Can we give God praise for the preaching of Bishop John Eric Gons? Were you all not blessed by that word? My God, my God, my God. That is my friend. That is my friend. Have a seat if you're able. <sighs> he, he's, he is just wonderfully gifted to do stuff like that. And we thank God for what he has shared. The only reason that David was able to defeat the Goliath is because he knew the God that would give him the strength to do that. And I want to at this time to extend to those that are watching us online as well as those that are in the house this wonderful opportunity to get to know the God of David, the giant slayer. And it's really simple. We really make it harder than it needs to be. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you not might but shall. You shall be saved. I want to offer this opportunity of salvation to whoever's watching us online or whoever's in the house to make that connection. There may also be someone here saying, listen, pastor, I'm saved. I know who Jesus Christ is and a part of my sin, but you're not connected to a church. And the culture is wrong. People in your life who tell you you don't need to go to church, they're wrong. People who say you don't need to gather in the community, you're wrong. Here's what I want you to get if you don't get nothing else. Your salvation is never meant to be personal or private. It is communal. It is communal. You're not a Lone Ranger Christian. You can't do it by yourself. As a matter of fact, Jesus taught his disciples. He didn't say my father. He said what? Our. That's communal. That's more than you. You can't do this by yourself. You can't. You can't. It's not meant to be lived that way. Y'all brought into some white folk evangelical stuff that told you, you know, all you need to do is just have a personal relationship with God, and that's fine, Danny, and he'll keep you from hell. Yes, you need that, but guess what? You got to figure out how to navigate the hell here on earth. It's communal. It's communal. So it's more than just personal and private. It is meant to be lived out within community and communal. So I want to offer this opportunity to you if you're here right now watching me online or in the house. I want to lead you in a short prayer. And if this prayer fits you, if it's appropriate, 
want you to just make a decision for either Christ or church. Because guess what? The church is the best thing that Jesus Christ got going on in creation. The church still matters. And regardless of what folks say and how folks try to degrade it, Jesus ain't coming back for a government. He ain't coming back for a race. He ain't coming back for a school or a political party. He coming back for what? The church. The ecclesia. So if you would just bow your heads for a short prayer, and if you would repeat after me, God, I want to know you in the pardon of my sins. I believe you sent Jesus to die for my sins. I believe you raised him from the dead. And I believe one day he's coming back. But until then, send your Holy Spirit into my life. Forgive me of all my sins. Help me be the person you want me to be. In the name of your son, Jesus, I pray this prayer. Amen. Now listen, listen, listen. If that prayer was meant for you, if you're watching us on Facebook, on our website, if that prayer was meant for you, would you type in salvation in the chat? Type in salvation in the chat. Even if you don't know how to spell salvation, just put S. My folks will know what it means. Someone will reach out to you. One of our digital ministers will reach out to you and let you know how to connect with us. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you would, email us at connect.sbbc.org, sbbcnc.org. Leave your name and your number. We will contact you. Um, if you're in the house, if you're in the house, and you want a relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I would just want you to do me this favor. If you don't know who he is, you can have that right now. Is it really that easy? Yeah, it is. If you're here, you just prayed that prayer. It was meant for you. Would you hold up your hand right now? Hold up your hand. If you're in the house, hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. I want you to hear me here hear me well. Hear my heart. If you got your hand up and you want to know for sure, for sure, what that relationship looked like, can you walk on down right now? I want to meet you down here. Would you, would you go ahead and walk on down? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. God bless you, God bless you. Come on, God bless you. Will there be another, will there be another, will there be another? Those that are watching us online, can you put clap hands? Can you put clap hands for what God is doing? Will there be another? 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 Here's my, here's my second call. If you're here right if you're watching us on Facebook, on our website, and you're saying, Pastor, I'm already saved. I'm just looking for a church home. I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. We would love for you to be a part of the tribe, the fellowship, the koinonia, known as St. Paul Baptist Church. No church in creation gets everything right, but we're trying to do the very best we can. So if you're watching us on Facebook or YouTube, would you type in connect? Somebody is going to connect with you, let you know what the next steps are. If you're watching us on YouTube or on our, listen to us on telephone, email connect at sbbcnc.org to our church office or call the church office at 704-334-5309. Leave your name and your number. By 5 o'clock tomorrow evening, someone will reach out to you, let you know what the next steps are if you want to become a part of the church here at St. Paul. If you're in the house right now, if you're in the house and you're saying, Pastor, I've been searching, I don't have a church home. Uh, I like what you all are doing. 
uh, we would love to have you to help us do life. I would love to do life with you. I'd love for you to do life with us. If you're in the house right now, you don't have a church home. You're not connected to a church. Or you've been bouncing around from place to place. Or you've been checking us out virtually and you want to connect. We would love to have you. If that's you right now, I just want you to do me this favor. It's not a self-imposed. Just hold up your hand. If you're looking for a church home, just hold up your hand. If you're not connected to a church, you want to make a decision right now, just hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand, hold up your hand, hold up your hand, hold up your hand, hold up. I keep seeing a little baby back there holding up her hand. <laughs> I, see, I, see, I see the mother holding up her hand, amen. If, if you all would love to, we're not putting no pressure on you. If you want to come back and check us out, that's fine. But if you would love to be a part, we'd love to have you. You can make that decision today and roll with us, and we'd love to roll with you. But if not, we invite you to come back, worship with us. We want you to move when you feel like moving. Is that all right, St. Paul? Amen. Amen. But if you feel led, go ahead and come on down. If not, we ain't going to press you. Ain't nobody going to bother you, but we would love for you to come back because guess what? This is how we flow every Sunday. Amen. 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 Will there be another? 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 Amen. I want you all to do me a favor. Can we celebrate my brother that has... that has taken the step. Usually I like to hug folks. I'm just gonna do a elbow bump, man. Uh, uh, Deacon, Deacon Marilyn, she's gonna take you in the back. Dixie, you wanna go with him as well? Let's give God praise for him. Joe, who's doing the, who's doing the presentation, who? Oh, Ron, oh, Brother Dean. Come on. He's got a presentation he's going to do. Can we celebrate Brother Dean? He's going to come do a presentation, then we're going to get out of here. Did not Bishop John Guns mess y'all up? He sure messed me up. He messed me up. So can you all bear with us? How long y'all going to take? Hey, Ron, how long y'all going to take? All right. I know you. You my deacon in training. God bless you. <laughs> All right. Good morning, uh, St. Paul family. My name is Ronald Dean, and this is David here. And I'm a servant leader of the Men of the Valley Ministry. On Men's Day, for many years in the past, we have presented awards like for the Men of the Year, Service Award, Longevity, and so on. In the past, our leadership team decided to create a special, two special name awards. Over the years, we had two brothers to distance themselves from others. One in the area of service, the other in the area of mission. These brothers are no longer with us, so we decided to honor them by naming the awards after them. The awards are the Carl Teller Service Award. <laughs> and the Ron Davis Mission Award. At this time, I would like to announce the actual recipients of this year's award. Uh, this young man here has uh, uh, been with Men's Fellowship for years and years, and he's moved on to be an usher. He's been ushering over 30 years uh, in St. Paul, and even during his health started deteriorating, he continued to show up and be of good service every year, every week. Uh, it got to the point where they had to ask him to sit down and get your rest. And this uh, Carl Teller Service Award this year goes to 
none other than Reginald Steele. Where's Brother Steele? I don't think Reginald here, but his brother Lafayette is here. He want to get his award. Brother Lafayette, come get his award. Come on, let's give God praise for Brother Reginald Steele. Go ahead, give it to him. For dedication of service to St. Paul Church in the community, Men's Day, September 26, 2021. And the second award is the uh, Ronald Davis Mission Award. And this young man, uh, he's been around the church for many, many years, and uh, he worked around the church, but finally uh, God put it on his heart to start doing mission work. And over the years, I've seen him myself go to Haiti uh, at least five times, Flint, Michigan, Puerto Rico, all over the East Coast doing mission work, and uh, back and forth to South Carolina. And uh, this brother here is just dedicated to service. And it's amazing how this pastor preached today about this brother named David. So this year's award goes to none other than David Pennant. <laughs> Come on, let's celebrate Brother David. Let's, amen, amen. Can we give God praise for our award recipients? Congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. It has been a great Men's Day weekend. And um, I'm just going to ask that all those who are part of the Men of Valor, would you please stand? I want you all to see the wonderful brothers we have opportunity to to serve with and who are doing some wonderful things. God bless you all. We would love for all the men who can to join us on Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. We're doing it virtually for right now. Uh, we have wonderful Bible study. We talk about the things that we need to do as far as men are concerned. We invite you to join us virtually. Uh, if you're not working or anything, we only, we're on there for about an hour and a half at the most. But it's a time of fellowship, enrichment, and uplift. And so join us, second Saturday, 9 o'clock. Um, I think we sent out notice to all the brothers, but we would love to have more men to be a part of this gathering. I want to thank God for our men's ensemble. Let's give God praise for them. Y'all knocked it out the park again. And to our musicians, Brother Reginald Ross, who provides musical leadership for them, thank you all so very much. Well, we've had a great day. We've had a great day. Um, if you have brought items, where's Reverend Bernie? Reverend Bernie, where would we? Where are you collecting the items? Outside. Okay. Outside where? Come here, man. <laughs> Tell us where you want what. Amen. I don't want you to miss no socks, no fleece blankets, no composition notebooks. Mr. A fire A. Hey, you hear me? Yeah. So so we're collecting them outside in front of the church by the bell tower between the, the main sanctuary and the old sanctuary. Some of you have already given. Uh, if you forgot to bring your items, you can drop them off by the church office throughout the week. Amen. All right. Thank you, Reverend Bernie.
As folks back in Mississippi used to say, if all hearts are and minds are content and clear, let's stand for the benediction. Uh, we've been blessed tremendously. And uh, we've had great worship. Let's bow our heads. God, we come and we thank you for this men's day, for how they have blessed us. For the pulpit leadership of Minister Jeffrey Stevenson. For how the men have given us their gift of song. For the dynamic, transformative preaching of Bishop John Eric Gunn's Restore and Renew Him. And for all of those who have taken time to be online as well as in the house. Now, God, if you would, in your own imitable way, dismiss us from this moment, never from your presence. Keep us in your sovereign power until we're able to come back together again. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we claim it done. Amen. Do me a favor, if you would, take your seat. The ushers are going to dismiss you so we can do it as safe and as secure as possible. We thank God for your presence. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. I love you, but God loves you even more. Thank you all. God bless.